The people can at home I'm can't just, see. You are I'm cheating. Just, you are looking at my steps. notes. All right. Cheapers, creepers. You're worse than the kids. From Jordan High School in Jordan, Minnesota, this is Draft Picks. Today's episode, Superhero Flips. My name is Tony Rydberg. Joining me today are Chris Olson. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing swell, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Ozzy Sand, how are you today? I'm doing very well. All right, it's great to have both of you here. Uh, We have Halloween right around the corner. It's time for costumes, and so we thought here it would be a perfect time to have a conversation about superheroes and supervillains and superhero movies because uh, now is the time to see those costumes out and about. So we'll be doing a draft today of the ultimate superhero movie based on your feedback. Just a bit of background on you guys. Um, superheroes, what's your, what's your background in superheroes? Were you comic book collectors as kids? What, is, is there a superhero movie from your childhood that like got you into the genre? Chris, I'll start with you. What's my, your relationship to superheroes? Well, my, my first career choice was I was going to grow up to be Spider-Man when I was four. <laughs> What that's, happened? That's a real story. <laughs> and my mom would dry, draw Spidey figures on a blank sheet of paper, and I would fill them in when I was about three, four, five years old. So I fell short, Yeah. And so, but uh, but that's okay. But Spider-Man was created through a scientific well, experiment, uh, experiment uh, gone uh, wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of followed the I the did follow there. that to, to a degree, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. you're basically the reason Spider-Man exists. Basically. Gotcha. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Ozzy, what about you? Maybe not something I want to admit, but I was a big Power Rangers fan yeah, growing up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and on the playground, we always had to play Power Rangers with our friends, so that's kind of got me started. I always had to be the Red Ranger, but then that kind of evolved into, you know, the Batman and the Wolverine was big when I was growing up. So yes. Those are, uh, Ninja Turtles was always big growing up, so I had to have all those action figures, so that kind of piqued my interest at a young age. Uh, my brother, my older brother, collected comic books when I was about seven. Uh, he just spent all of his money on it, and I remember just thinking, like, what are you doing? It, it sort of became this this family story of the summer when, when Pete spent all of his money on comic books, and and then a couple years later, sure enough, I, I started buying X-Men comics, and I spent most of the money from my teenage years at the comic book store. Uh, by an X-Men and X-Factor and some X-Force and everything in that universe. So when this, the X-Men cartoon came out, which was mm-hmm. awesome, I was a big fan of that. And then also um, the Batman animated series was really big when I was, uh, when I was younger. The, the first big major uh, superhero movie I remember is the Michael Keaton Batman. And I remember that coming out and being a big deal. And then, yeah, just ever since then, it was, uh, it was like, these are, these are pretty cool. He's the best Batman of the old one. Keaton? Yeah. There you go. A strong early take yeah. from Ozzy. There you go. Awesome. I appreciate that. I think I would agree. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I hope, uh, I hope Batman comes up in our draft at some point. So one of the big questions that uh, comes in when we talk about this is uh, if we're defining our terms, what is and isn't a superhero? Because uh, I found an article written by Stan Lee about what is a superhero that was published right around the time that he died. Uh, Stanley, of course, uh, the maker of many uh, comic books uh, and, and heroes and villains, he wrote that uh, a superhero needs to have something super about them, some kind of power. Otherwise, they're just heroes. I'm, I'm paraphrasing pretty loosely here, but that's generally what he was going with. Do you agree with that assessment? Ozzy, do superheroes need to have some kind of power, or should we expand our definition? I think we should expand our, our definition because 
any daily figure can be a hero, but a superhero goes above and beyond and really is a sacrificing things. And I think, you know, Batman's a perfect example of that. He goes above and beyond to, to sacrifice a lot to be a superhero where a hero can be an everyday person, kind of like Harvey Dent was in his. You know, he's a hero, but... Was he necessarily a superhero? Yeah, he's just dropping him right now. This is okay. So, yeah. I like my definition. The idea of sacrifice, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, the degree to which you're sacrificing something, uh, I think is interesting. Chris, what well, do you think of our definition? Who's to say engineering is not a superhero skill? Correct. There's something special about that. There Batman. is. You got and, it. You know, and I struggled too. I as I thought about this, I was doing my homework and breaking down a lot of film on on, on movies uh, <laughs> the last week for this. Um, Yoda. I do classify him as a super. He has the force on his side. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty significant thing that most people don't have. So I want to play a quick game with both of you. The game I want to play is superhero or not superhero. I'm going to name a character from a movie. I'm going to go three, two, one, and I want both of you to say yes or no to whether or not this person's a superhero. No peeking. No peeking at my notes. We're going to find out what we got. So Uma Thurman, The Bride in Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, so uh, you're disqualified. Ozzy, superhero or no superhero? The Bride in Kill Bill. No. No, okay. Great killing skill, right? And the reason I bring her up is because, like, Black Widow came out with very similar characters, you know. Is Black Widow a superhero? Yes. Okay. Because Uma Thurman's based on revenge, and, ah. for the most part. So is she a supervillain? She might. I think she could be a super villain. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So does a super villain need super strength? Or you I, just have to be super. You evil? tell me. You tell me. That's a great question. That is a great most question. these super villains do not have superhuman strength. Mm -hmm. Neo from the Matrix. One, two, three. No. Yes. I got well. No one. I got a yes. Make your case. Uh, I don't remember the character in the movie, and so I just went with no. Oh, Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry. In I've the Matrix? seen it, but oh, okay. I haven't like seen the whole thing all the way. You through. said yes. Well, I just think that the skills he has in that movie can classify him as a superhero. I okay. think he'd be low on the totem pole of superheroes, but stop! Che the people can at home can't you see? You are cheating. You are looking at my steps. notes. That's all right. All right, cheapers, creepers. You're worse than the kids. Uh, Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings movies. Three, two, one. No. No. Okay, why not? Because Ozzy said no. Okay, all right. <laughs> I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. All right. The last one was Luke Skywalker, which you will kind of automate a case with the say, Star Wars. I'm going to say yeah. Oh, I'm you're quick on that one. He's developed it. Yeah, I mean, developing intelligence, developing ability. Yeah. All means right. He's tapped into that force. I would agree. I mean, he has all the characteristics of a superhero. All right. Final question before we get to the draft. Are superhero movies stupid? Are they silly? Are they beneath the dignity of like adults? Is it silly for adults to, to uh, enjoy them? Are they stupid? No. Are they silly? Yes. Is that why we love them? <laughs> Absolutely, that's why we love them. We were all kids at one point. Okay. And we all thought that we could be superhero. I was going to be Spider-Man. Still can. Still can. No, it's not too late. No. no. <laughs> Ozzy? Uh, I love them, but my wife makes me watch them by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I see how people can be indifferent but I think they're just a great production and they have a lot of fun in superhero movies alright excellent with that we're going to transition into our actual draft of the ultimate superhero movie so here's how that's going to work we will be drafting in seven rounds each of us will have one pick per round over those seven rounds we have to draft in seven categories each of us will have to pick a superhero each of us will have to pick a super villain or a villain. 
Each of us will have to pick a sidekick. The sidekick can be either a good sidekick or an evil sidekick. Each of us will have to pick either an evil plot uh, that the villain is trying to undertake or a MacGuffin. Now, for those who don't know what a MacGuffin is, a MacGuffin is uh, an object, an artifact, or something in a movie that everybody is trying to obtain. For example, the One Ring in Lord of the Rings was a MacGuffin. The suitcase in Pulp Fiction is a MacGuffin. It's just that thing that everyone's trying to get their hands on. We will all draft a civilian or a bystander who is just kind of along for the story, a best use of superpower or skill in a movie, and then the wild card category, which is simply something else that you think is awesome and important to superhero movies or characters, uh, but maybe doesn't fit neatly into any of the categories. So those are going to be our seven categories. You can draft them in any order you want. This will be a snake draft, which means we're going to randomize the speaking order, or the, the picking order, and let's say uh, Ozzy gets first pick in the first round, he would then have the last pick in the second round, and we would sort of snake back and forth. So, here we go, randomizing the order. Chris is going to get the first pick in this draft, okay. which I'm very excited about. Ozzy, you are going to have the second pick in the draft, and I am going to pick third. So does that mean I get to pick the topic then? Uh, that means you could, yeah, from any of your, any of the, the categories that you want to pick from. So like, who do you, who are you most worried about coming off the board? Because you're not going to be able to pick until the end of the second round. So you better make that pick I've now. I've got a wealth of knowledge. I know you do. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, I would say the best use of skill. We're going right into it. All right. By a the superhero. skill was Superman 1 after Lois Lane died during the earthquake when he spun the earth backwards and he turned back time. And then after he uh, saved everyone and yada, 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 he returned it back to full speed. And the days were the same length. That was the amazing part. He said, still, <laughs> he didn't go too fast. He didn't go too slow. But things didn't work out the way he wanted. And he, uh, he reversed time. And um, I, I think that's an amazing use of skill. So we're going all. This is 1978 or 1978. something like that. You're going old school. I'm going with your, old with your school. First pick. I am older than most of the audience here. I understand. So, uh, yeah. Ozzy, are you familiar with the Superman movie? Uh, no, I, he did not take one of my picks. There. Okay. Have <laughs> no. you seen that scene where Superman? I flies? have not seen that scene. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I watch I'll break, a lot of superheroes. Well, I'll movies. tell you what. Let me break this. Let me break this pick down for Chris. Great pick. That was actually my number one use of power as well. So uh, yeah, I feel good about where we're at. I remember seeing that as a kid. And Christopher Reeve, who played Superman in there, which, by the way, as a science teacher, maybe you could explain to me how exactly Superman made this happen. Before he flies up and spins the Earth the other way, uh, he lets out this scream. Do you remember the scream, the scream. he had? Freaked me out as you a kid. You could hear it on Pluto. Yeah, yeah. It was really, <laughs> yeah. it was really something. And I think that was one of the first instances when I was a kid where I was like, that seemed like kind of weird acting there. But uh, that's yeah. mostly what I remember about it. So the question is, why doesn't he just do that every time something bad I know. happens? No kidding. Getting lazy, that's Superman. <laughs> why yeah. not, if a kid fails a test... <laughs> just reverse the Earth. Reverse just the Earth. Just try it again. And then, spin, and then look at the answers somehow, and then spin it back, or restart. I actually think that's what a lot of students do. I yeah. think they actually have that capacity. Yeah. That's All right. Test retake. Test retake. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ozzy, we're going to go to your first pick in the first round. This is the second overall pick. Ozzy, where are you starting us? I'm going to go with the superhero, and I'm going to go Batman. Batman is off the board. 
All right. You said earlier that Michael Keaton was your favorite Batman. Are you taking all of the Batmans collectively and just having him be the, the standard bearer? Well, yes. All I'm right. Take them all. Yeah, take them all. Take, take all. Christian Bale. Take Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Robert Pattinson now yep. as Batman. And then, uh, who was it? Was it Kevin Conroy? Was that the name of the guy who did the voice in the yep. animated series? That's a very, very strong pick. All right. Batman. Chris, your thoughts? Quite an engineer. Um, yeah, a quality pick. I mean, there you go. I, I would say that I would I would put that as maybe the second best superhero of all time, oh, or third. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a little foreshadowing of what's a to come. Foreshadowing. All right. At the end of round one, with my third pick, I'm going to stay in the Batman universe. I'm going to take the villain of the Batman genre, which is the Joker. Mostly, of course, uh, Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker. I think is. Uh, just an incredible performance as a villain. I, I think the Joker, especially for movies, is an incredibly cinematic character. I think the makeup always works really well. Obviously, we also have Jack Nicholson and a whole bunch of other uh, performances. Mark Hamill as the voice in the animated ones. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my villain. Is Heath Ledger your favorite Joker? Yes. Yes, I, I would agree. He was that. fantastic. Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, I I had to. Cross it off my list. There you go. All he right, was, we got Ozzy crossing stuff off. That's he what we're here there. to do. Especially the Heath Ledger performance was, yeah. you know, something special. And yeah. All right. Very strong round one. We have Superman and two Batmans represented uh, in round one. So now we're going to move into round two. And now the order reverses, so I have the first pick in round two. And with my first pick in round two, I'm going to go to my hero. And I'm going to take Wolverine from all of the various X-Men movies. Uh, the uh, the Joker, of course, was played by many, many characters, but I like how uh, Hugh Jackman has just played this guy in, what, like 16 different movies, something like that. We have a whole arc from X-Men Origins all the way through to Logan. For the whole timeline of Wolverine, um, I'm taking him as my guy. What do you think of Wolverine there, Chris? Uh, well, I like Hugh Jackman. I think if, if, if there's an actor now who's the best actor... Around it'd be Hugh Jackman, yeah. so and a Broadway guy, a right? Broad, he sings, he, he dances. Broadway, I mean, he's talented. this is this pick is right up my alley. Yeah, there you go. yeah. All right, yeah, I mean, probably have a man crush on him, don't I? Maybe, maybe you can yeah. just call it a crush. It's call okay. It a crush, yeah. No, no, go. he's he's yeah, he's quite an actor. So yeah, good good pick. All right, yeah, I'm talking a little more about the actor than I, I appreciate that. Yeah, should we just sit here and talk about Hugh Jackman for a couple <laughs> <Hugh> minutes? <laughs> Did you see the prestige? Greatest you want showman. to talk about Les Miserables? I saw Les Mis. I saw they were all great. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, you need, do you need a minute to kind of collect yourself? I will, I will gather myself. I'm getting All right. a sweaty. Awesome. Ozzy, we're on to your second pick. I need some clarification. Do okay. we consider Transformers as superhero movies? You tell me. Um, I said yes. And okay. I'm going to go kind of outside the box here. I'm going to go to the civilian. All right. And I think Ron from Transformers, he was the dad. I think for the little parts he plays in Transformers, he... Um, has a lot of memorable scenes. I also just watched it the other night, so that was fresh in my head from Ron. But Ron is, I think he brings a lot to the Transformers movies outside of just watching the Transformers and all the animation and everything they have going on. Chris, are you a Transformers movie fan? Uh, I've seen things transform in the movie. Um, <laughs> and they're pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Ron, thoughts? Uh, great. Great. Great civilian. Great civilian. Of all the civilians, that's of all the civilian. civilians, yep. <laughs> Excellent. We're moving to Chris at the end of round two. Chris, what do you got? You know, I, I I can't believe that this was not the number one pick. Whoever chose number one in the first kit, well, that was me. Uh, 
But I'm going to stick with the same movie, oh boy. Superman. Oh, boy. Is there a better hero any in any movie anywhere? That's like kind of saying my favorite... Beast. You mean other than Batman and Wolverine? Because those are already off the board. They are, but okay. So <laughs> when you compare, let's just say, I just said Hugh Jackman, right? Uh, you did. Meryl Streep. If you, you know, in acting, if you talk about sports, you don't say the best baseball player was Kirby Puckett. No, you liked him a lot, but it was Babe Ruth. Okay. Everyone knows. I'm with you. Right. You don't say basketball. You don't say Dolph Shays. Right? I'm with Michael you. Michael Jordan. So, Superman. I mean, the most iconic superhero of all superheroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, what can you say? He can take bullets. Ozzy, why didn't you take Superman in round one? Was that a big miss by you? Well, I come from, uh, you know, an age where I'm a little younger than Mr. Olsen, and I've seen a lot of movies, and there hasn't been one good Superman movie, so it's hard for me <laughs> oh, to boy. choose him as oh, boy. the best superhero when... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's never been a good Superman, Superman movie, apparently, uh, Chris. Yeah, I the, guess not. I guess not. I guess not. There have been... Well, Superman 1 and 2 were phenomenal. Can I ask you a question, Chris? Yeah. If Superman is from a different planet, and on this planet he's literally a Superman and he can do whatever he wants, isn't he just a bully pushing around these human beings like like a, a human with a magnifying glass just burning the ants? Like, couldn't you make the case that Superman is just... like Or Billy Madison when he's chucking the, the balls at the kids, you know, at recess, because he's got so many more powers what's, than them. But what's your intent, right? You have, you have the power for good, or you have the power for, for evil. That's and true. he's choosing the power for good. Truth, justice, and the American way. Yep, and so, um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, no! <laughs> but you took that from a different hero! <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make any sense. But I think it's kind of universal. You're um, crossing your streams. I am crossing my streams on that one. You're right. <laughs> All right. We're moving into round three. Chris, we're turning it right around, giving it back to you. What is your third round pick? I'm just going to go with a sidekick, and I'm yeah. going to go Robin. Ah. Why? I mean... He is the sidekick of all sidekicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that he is um, leadership material, but he has Batman, and you know he can help out as he can help out, and he kind of does what he says and knows his role. So, yeah. What What is his role? What exactly does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Just to be a teenager following an adult around in tights. I mean, what could be? There's nothing creepy about that, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna dress up in my underoos and fall. <laughs> Fall around this man and act like we're we're fighting crime. Can I just cut that is out? He, and is just he, use that on an isolation. Chris just admitting that on the podcast. Well, what does no seriously? What okay? What you can you can pinpoint things that Batman did right? You can, what did Robin ever do? You tell me. You picked him. Well, but uh, he's a sidekick. There I, you go. Yeah, You're right. He is you know? a sidekick. He did he did popularize like the holy holy something something Batman. Holy cow, you know. Batman, I mean, yeah, yeah that's that. Ozzy, what are your thoughts on uh, Robin as the sidekick? Uh, very good pick. I mean, there you go. It can't right. be a bad you pick when, uh, when it's used universally as someone so-and-so's Robin to their bad. I agree. So I agree. You can't got be it. a bad pick when the, the archetypal sidekick, if you will. Is that what that. you were going to say? That's there you, go. you took the word archetypal right out of my mouth. I know I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ozzy, we're in round three. Where are we going next? I'm going to stick in the sidekick game, and I'm going to go with Wong. Mm. From uh, Doctor Strange's yes, sidekick. Yes, do tell. I think Wong, uh, he plays a very good role as the humble sidekick, and I think that's always important as a sidekick role. you got to kind of counteract your, you know, the leader of the group, which is Doctor Strange, and Wong does a good job of 
kind of being the humble person and making sure everything's done correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. Both sidekicks, uh, we have a teenager and a very humble person. It seems like that's kind of a theme of just knowing your role and, and being humble and stuff. Yeah. Wong thoughts there, Chris? What could be Wong with that? It oh, my not God. The Wong that just pick. happened. It was the white pick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, quality pick. Oh boy, yeah. I gotta do a lot of editing on this thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think you want to keep that one. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. That's a gem. Yeah. That's an absolute gem. <laughs> that's there. a teacher joke right there. That's that is indeed. We are at the end of round three, and I'm just gonna break into the uh, the plot or MacGuffin in the category of the plot, the evil plot. I'm gonna actually go with Killmonger's plot in Black Panther. The idea of we are we are a, a rich and vibrant and uh, technologically advanced civilization, and we have hid in the shadows for so long, for generations, and it is time for us to sort of uh, turn the tables on the world. Black Panther, to me, is one of the most compelling and complex superhero movies out there in terms of the ideas that it uh, that it has. Ideas about the effects of colonization and history and cultures clashing. I think with a plot, some plots are just ridiculous. And some plots are kind of like, I kind of see where you're coming from. I don't agree with you, but it at least makes sense from your, from your perspective. So Killmonger's plot to, uh, to turn the greatness of Wakanda on the rest of the world is going to be my, uh, my pick there for the evil plot. That was one of the most eye-opening you know, superhero movies with you really didn't know what side you were on when you were mm-hmm. watching. And I think that's a, that's a great plot that you chose there. And, it is a great movie that everyone should see, and I think it really opens up a lot of thoughts when you're watching a superhero movie, which doesn't happen too often, Which so it's a very good pick. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to move into round four, where I have the first pick, and I'm going to move into the animated universe, and I'm going to talk about the best use of a superpower. The best use of a superpower I have seen was in The Incredibles. And it was when Mrs. Incredible, Elastigirl, is trying to get through the evil lair. And she keeps keeps getting caught in all the doors. And she keeps getting stretched and stretched and stretched because that's her power. And she's caught in like three or four different doors. And the bad guys show up and they all try to beat her up. And without, without being able to see what's going on, she's just able to use her elasticity to beat up all these guys. But really, throughout The Incredibles, um, she's using herself as a parachute, she's using herself as a boat, and uh, an Elastigirl's uh, utility in The Incredibles I thought was really remarkable. Especially given that we also have the Fantastic Four, in which there is a rubbery person, and Fantastic Four has not, to my money, been able to create a decent story or use those powers anyway. So I feel like The Incredibles and Pixar kind of were like, hey, guys, here's how you do it. So... I'm going to go with Elastigirl for my superpowers. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a solid pick. Thank you. Or a stretchy pick. <laughs> stretchy. Yeah, stretchy yeah, pick. I was really yeah. stretching myself there. You yeah. were stretching yourself. All sorts out. of teach jokes we can go with at that uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you very much. Ozzy, into round four. Your pick, please. I'm going to go with a supervillain. Okay. Um, I think it has to be a supervillain when this person just terrified me as a child, and I'm going to go... Danny DeVito's The Penguin. Oh, um, nice! And uh, when Michael Keaton's Batman Returns, mm-hmm. he's eating raw fish in the movie. He had a scary nose, and I remember it terrifying me back when I was younger. So he has to be a great supervillain. And his boat was was amazing. That he would drive around the the rubber ducky the kind rubber of boat. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Chris, did you see Batman Returns? Uh, probably. Tell me your DeVito thoughts. 
Uh, I don't remember that character, but Batman movies, they were all great, all 17 Weren't of them. Weren't they? I, I don't know that, that character. I, I agree. Surprisingly. I gotcha. One of the interesting things about villains, do we all have our villain off the board? No, uh, Chris do does not. You know, when you talk about villains who you understand their point of view, and like Penguin, when you get that backstory, Killmonger's another example from Black Panther, I'm not sure if you were going to take him, Chris, but you know, when you find out the trauma that informed his youth, you sort of get a sense for why these people are villainous. And I think that's I think that's an important part of villainy, is just kind of seeing where they're coming from. I totally agree with you. Uh, Danny DeVito bit off a man's nose, and that was really intense. And that's, so, uh, it's frowned upon. Uh, yeah, it is frowned upon. Yeah, we generally don't do that. Chris, at the end of round four. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go with a borderline... Well, definitely a villain. I don't know if you put in the superhero. I already that. love this pick. I don't even know what it is, but the fact that it's borderline, I like Borderline. Like Darth Vader. All right. Okay. Darth Vader. I mean, th if you think about it, he could choke a guy from across the room with his hand by using the dark side of the force. That is true. That's not much different than, uh, than Superman doing things from across the room. But another villain that we know his backstory, he and we, we see where he's coming from, we understand the hardship of his life. And so uh, maybe by the end of the Star Wars series, we, we understand Darth if we don't maybe condone all the stuff he does. Too. A lot of therapy was needed for that to happen, but it, we did get there. We did crack the shell. Ozzy, Darth Vader, supervillain? Yes. No. Just another classic pick by Mr. Olsen. I know. He is, just, he is just knocking it out right now. From the 1980s and yeah. 70s. You got it. Yeah. It uh -huh. unites the generations, I think. Right? Uh -huh. well, that brings us into round five. We have Chris's first pick in round five. So I'm going to surprise you again. Oh, boy. Just when you think I'm an old guy and all I have is Star Wars <laughs> and Superman. I'm going to say my plot would be um, Big Hero 6, ah. which is an interesting plot. If you haven't watched it, you have a, a guy who's trying to make someone who I could have chosen as a superhero, Nero. He has a troubled, is it a brother or cousin or nephew or whatever? Yes. You know, the kid, yes. Troubled youngster, uh, kind of helps find some direction. The kid is really bright. Um, they go to some some conference or something, and some people have these, are they bots? Is that what they're called? Sure. Little bots. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No, <laughs> Time off for a second. Ozzy, have you seen this movie? I have not seen this I movie. I have not seen so. this movie not either. Seen this, this I have not seen this movie So you can make movie. up whatever you want. Okay, <laughs> yeah, kids who are listening, you've seen this movie, right? So they, they can form into pretty much anything, and so the, these two evil guys really want to take over the world. I think they maybe invented the bots. So they fight these two bad guys, or these bad guys... Um, who own these companies who are trying to mass produce these and kind of take over the world, so to speak? And all right, yeah. Anytime the world is getting taken over, yeah. You know, you know you're in the right and superhero you know what? place. By the way, that one was from the 2010s. All right. Yeah. I remember when it came out. I know it's a good movie. It's on me that I haven't seen it's it. On, first. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking in the mirror. On there's that. a lot of there's a lot of looking in the mirror that I've been doing <laughs> through this list. But uh, yeah, you sold that movie that I have to watch it. There you it go. I wrote it down. I, I just wrote it down. Like yeah. put it on the list. Big awesome. Hero Six. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Yes. In round five, Ozzy, the second pick of round five goes to you. I'm gonna go with plots as well. I'm gonna go very new with the you know the animated series What If that just came out. Okay. I think they do a great job, and they are really expanding the realm of Marvel and showing you different things that could happen. And I think it's also a great show or series for people that maybe don't know a lot about Marvel because it really it really hits on a lot of different aspects of the Marvel universe and I think it's very well done and how they connect everything. My view with all due respect about Marvel 
at this point in history, and I'm sure that this is a wonderful show, I'm, I've been feeling a little bit like Marvel right now is like The Office after Michael Scott left, where it's like you get to Endgame, Avengers Endgame, and there's this great story that just is done now, and then it's sort of like, what do we do? Let's make some TV shows, you know? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm still very much a fan of Marvel, and I think these shows are great, but I'm I always end up watching these going like, what What are we doing, guys? Where are we going? So I know they have another plan going, and uh, we're in a bit of a wandering right now. But uh, but yeah, I'll definitely I'll take a look at What If, because uh, it is that idea of anything is possible now. Let's go in new directions, and uh, yeah, let's try something new. Right, Chris? That sounds what I would just say as well. I agree. Yeah, I'm glad we're all in agreement on all that. All in agreement. The yeah, plot sure. of What If from the expanding Marvel <laughs> Universe. At the end of round five, I'm going to go back to the movie Black Panther to get my sidekick. And in Black Panther, the sidekick that I want to take is the character Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, who is the Black Panther's sister slash the inventor of all of the gadgets. So she's going to be my sidekick. Kind of an opposite sidekick from you guys. You, uh, Ozzy, you talked about Wong being very humble. You talked about Robin being, uh, Chris being very, you know, just like the teenage kid following the guy around. Uh, I like Shuri's uh, sort of... Uh, her fire. I like that she kind of, you know, just like brothers and sisters do, they kind of get into it, they go back and forth. And I also like that when the chips are down and we need to go fight, she's not just like a brain in a laboratory building stuff. She puts on the weaponry, she gets out there and she and she fights herself. So kind of reminds me of Prince Harry. Kind of. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, for the British. Uh, yeah. Should we do a Should we do a thing where we look at the British royal family and figure out how they're basically <laughs> like the story of Wakanda and Black Panther? That's That's where they came from. That's yeah. another podcast. Well, yeah, that's gonna be my pick for uh, my sidekick is gonna be Shuri. Ozzy, what do you think of Shuri? Very good pick. I'm a you know I'm a big Black Panther fan, so there I think go. she she adds an element. I'm actually excited to see kind of where they roll with her in the next movie that they're making. Nice. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think that character is awesome. In round six, I'm going to go with my civilian in round six. My civilian is not going to be one character. It's going to be a whole bunch of characters, but they're all played by the same person. And the person they are played by is the aforementioned Stan Lee, who just makes an appearance in all of the Marvel movies up until the point when he died and a couple of even after he died because they had filmed them. And Stan Lee being, you know, the patriarch of the Marvel Universe and being so important to comic books, I love the fact that he sort of ties the movies back to the comic books in a meaningful way. They would have just a quick shot of him so that people who know who he is can appreciate it. People who don't know who he is, just don't worry about it. But the fact that they wove that into all the Marvel movies I thought was a really cool little flourish. So my civilian is going to be the collected Stan Lee characters in the uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's, he's earned it. I'd there you say, go. If nothing else. I agree. Yep. Yeah, he did great things. And I was back and forth with him and Ron. So that oh, boy. Yeah, wow. So. Woo. In round six, Ozzy, we got your pick coming up. I'm going to go with the best use of a superpower or skill. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Ant-Man. Ooh. Um, Interesting. Kind of Talk a different character. Um, just a... Uh, Kind of a guy that doesn't have much going for him, and all of a sudden he's he's found, and he gets to to be Ant Man, and he can go as small as he wants, he can go as big as he wants, and I think he has utilized those skills where he maybe is not the most famous superhero, he's not the best superhero, most talked about superhero, but all of a sudden he gets really big, and he you know he gets everyone out of trouble in Endgame, and he gets really small, and he found finds the quantum realm, and he can. 
go back in time to save everybody. So I think he just uses his skills and lack thereof to be a, a big factor in the Marvel Universe. Ant-Man. My only reference to Ant-Man was a year ago. I would play basketball with my, at the time, two years ago, fourth grade son. And I would block his shots. And he would say, thanks, Dad. This is like Ant-Man going against Paul Bunyan. This is real fair. <laughs> so that's really all I know about Ant-Man. Um, but, uh, but I, yeah, I mean, it uh, sounds like a compelling story, and I think that's one I might, uh, I might have to watch. All right. We are shaping up for our final four picks, where three of them will be the wild cards. This will be a very interesting finish here. Chris, finish off round six, please. Well, I have, I have a wild card, and I, I, I do have to say, I don't even know if, if, this, if, if she has this superpower in the movie, but I remember in the 70s and 80s watching Wonder Woman. Ah. And she could stop bullets with her bracelets. Have you seen the movie? Uh, the, the new movie? The new movie. I've, I've seen, seen it. The new movie. Does she stop bullets? Well, I, I remember the more, it's uh, Linda Carter. Linda, Linda Carter. Linda yes. Carter, right? Yeah. I remember her doing that, absolutely. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember if Gal Gadot did that, but I'm sure she did. I don't I know, don't but I'm, if nothing else, I'm just going to say that was the most amazing skill that your hands were that quick where you could stop a bullet with your bracelets. All right. So, so Wonder Woman's uh, bullet stopping bracelets. And I went back and forth on the civilian. I had about three different ideas. Ultimately, I settled on kind of a hybrid superhero, but at the same time, civilian. I'm going to go Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby of The Incredible Hulk. So he's a civilian, but he's also the Hulk when things don't ah. go his way. All because of a little bit of a gamma ray uh, <clears throat> problem during an experiment. Mm -hmm. So when he gets enraged, he's no longer civilian. He goes from civilian to mm -hmm. superhero to civilian is he a civilian Go ahead. Do we, i mean this is like are we, you know i don't know did we draft uh did we draft it's a very him? mr olsen pick it's a very mr olsen yeah. pick um, yeah. um did you you watch the tv show i'm guessing i watch the tv show all the time who's your favorite who's you your wouldn't favorite like me. don't make me angry that's mr. right Heiberg. that's right you wouldn't like me is that the I'm best angry. iteration of the hulk in the 80s uh tv show do you think uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay, with uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, the other one, I, the, the other two, I was going to go back Superman. I was going to go Lois Lane. But there's something, Classic. About, there's something yeah. about the damsel in distress. And I don't know that women always end up getting put in that role as the damsel in distress. Save me, oh, save me. And I, I so I didn't think that was really appropriate. I think we're more like Ray of yeah, the Star Wars, of universe. Star Wars yeah. universe. And then so the other one I was thinking of was maybe the uh, newspaper guy, the young guy during the Superman movie who works at the... Jimmy Olsen? Is that Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, this is the photographer. Yeah, the photographer, yeah. Jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. Olsen. He's a good one. He's just kind of there, and he's you know not trying to get in anyone's way, just trying to do his job. So The uh, the damsel in distress point you make, uh, I, I kind of felt like when they put Chris Pine in Wonder Woman, it was sort of like, let's do a little bit of a reverse on this. Role reversal. Because Chris yeah. Pine just kind of stands around, as far as I remember, in Wonder Woman going like, wow, you're awesome. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're changing the... The tide is turning for the, the damsels in distress stress yep all right uh ozzy you have a wild card pick to make well i'm going to kind of not Anything argue you with you but kind of uh -oh. where you know i think marvel does a great job and this is why i've really enjoyed the last you know 10 or so years of their movies of mm -hmm. connecting things mm -hmm. and yes. making it you know it's several movies but it's one big story Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, where your piece of these new ones, maybe it's a little loose right now, but I do think if you watch back to Iron Man and those other movies, it was a loose, little loose when they first started. Yeah. And all of a sudden they just did a great job of bringing everything together. So I think that's 
the connectivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very special about them, and I think that's something that a lot of the, you know, superhero movies lacked prior to this. You know, yeah. the Batman movies were all seemed different with different characters, and you know, even the X Men movies were kind of based off each other, but didn't do a great job of bringing everything together. Where mm-hmm. I think Marvel why they've had so much success is because they've done that. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think we're arguing. I think that I think you're speaking to the same thing I was speaking to earlier, where it was like that interconnectivity was there, and I'm not sure if I was seeing that in quite the same way now. But yeah, I totally agree. Something like the Superman movies, no offense to Chris's favorite movie franchise, it's like evil plot, foiled. Evil plot, foiled. Evil plot, foiled. But then, yeah, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was it was like a series of comic books, you know? It was like reading the comic books again because they had this whole thing planned out. I like your pick, yeah, the connectivity of all those stories coming together. The last pick in the draft goes to me, and I always try to make one pick that's very pretentious, and so I'm going to do that right now. So the pretentious pick that I'm going to make is my wild card. And one thing that I always get a kick out of in superhero movies is when the good guy and the bad guy, or the good side and the bad side, create one another. And the first time this really came apparent to me was in the Batman movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. At the end of that movie, when Batman is beating up the Joker, and the Joker says, you made me, because of course Batman dropped him in the acid, and that burned him up, and that that created the Joker. But the Joker created Batman first by killing his, his parents. So it was like the Joker made Batman, and then the Batman made Joker. Uh, Then also, like in The Incredibles, Mr. Incredible made the kid who later became the bad guy the bad guy by ignoring him and disregarding him and things like that. You know, so there's like Black Panther, another example. There's always these little stories where the two sides essentially create one another, and I like when they're able to weave those those narratives in there. That um, these aren't strangers; these are these are people who are linked. Uh, characters who are linked throughout time and their whole history. Chris, are you with me on that one? Wicked. Uh, hey. Good witch and the bad witch. There you go. Absolutely. Wasn't she was picked on and outcast. And, yes. Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Superhero? The wicked witches? Are they superheroes? I, I, going to, to, going to, to me, the they are. Now? Tony, to me, All they right. are. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to our summaries, um, Chris, you had a couple honorable mentions earlier. Um, well, was there anything else that you just want to make sure that we mentioned? That I was a little upset. I was looking through a list of the 101 Dalmatians. and um, <laughs> Why? Uh, why are we doing that? Because why are we doing that? Cru- Cruella de Vil, would she not be about as evil of a re- person she wants? Well, let's try it. Cruella de Vil, one, two, three. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, she I'm wants, a dog person. She wants so. to kill oh, puppies <laughs> for why? So she can have a coat? Yes, so she can have a coat. Does she not know about polyester? So she... <laughs> <laughs> really, you're going to choose to kill puppies over just using a synthetic fabric. I mean, is there anything more evil than that? Not a lot. Not a lot. Then 101 of them, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just going... I'm not just, and it had to be puppy fur, apparently. It couldn't be full-grown dog fur. It what about coyote? Be... There's plenty of coyote fur. There you go. I mean, See? Ra- yeah, wild boars. Yeah. Wild boars. There's now, hold some... on a second. Are you a coyote person, <laughs> Mr. Sands? Okay, so coyotes. Forget yeah. about them. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Cut them up. Yeah, think... So, Corella DeVille, your villain honorable mention. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. To me, that just seems like it would make, make sense. The other one I would say, as a superhero in his own way, would be Emmett from the Lego movie. All right, well, if thank we're going you. in that realm, what about the the prince from Frozen? Would he be a villain? Oh, Whew. I would put him up there as a villain. That's villainous, yeah. That's yeah. villainous right there. Uh, Ozzy, any honorable mentions that just need to get shouted out? I guess bringing it back to my days, I did have the Red Power Ranger on my superhero list. Power Rangers, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I like it. I like that we've kind of come full circle there. And I have a picture that no one will ever see of me in a red Power Ranger shirt. All right. That, you're just going to tease that right now. Thank you. Just a couple of um, honorable mentions from me. I think Magneto should get a little mention. Uh, one of the great villains from the X-Men, uh, played uh, by Ian McKellen and by Michael Fassbender in the movies. And then uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm surprised that the Infinity Stones didn't come up too much as a MacGuffin, but, uh, you know, they're important as well. So let's just do a quick recap here. So Chris's movie, using my action movie title generator, Chris's movie is called Superman, Quadruple Blood. And here's what it's about. Superman is taking on Darth Vader because Darth Vader saw Big Hero 6 and was inspired to follow the same plot as Big Hero 6. So Darth Vader's off and he's Big Hero 6-ing. So Superman goes off and he gets Robin to help him out because he's on loan from Batman. Meanwhile, they have, they're trying to protect Bill Bixby, who is not aware that he is the Hulk, but he's just an innocent bystander. Darth Vader starts to shoot bullets, apparently, at Superman, but Superman is wearing Wonder Woman's bullet-stopping bracelets. Are you with me so far? I'm with you. One of the bullets ricochets off Superman's bracelets, hits Robin, the sidekick. Robin dies, yeah. but Superman flies up into the sky, flies around, turns back time, brings Robin back to life, and they foil Darth Vader. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's Superman quadruple blood right there, coming to theaters. Robin is only starting to tap into his potential so that's why that's important you and then, don't, you don't then, then the that. sequel is going to be Robin and it's going to be Robin Sudden Execution, execution that's going to be the next so. one there you go yeah. that's Chris's movie Ozzy's movie is called Batman Terminal Horror and it features Batman taking on the Penguin in a classic hero villain showdown Batman gets the help from the very humble Wong who is I think that actually that pairing actually I think would go pretty well yeah. I think they'd get along well together meanwhile they have Ron from the Transformers movies being the heart and soul maybe talking to Batman about hey don't be such a brooding person Batman has Wong develop the Ant-Man technology to get really really small or really really big and then at the end of the movie we're starting to connect all of these ideas together to create the expanded what-if universe of Marvel, and that's going to be the next chapter of the Marvel Universe, Batman, Terminal Horror, and that is Ozzy's movie there. My movie is called Wolverine, Inferno of Death. In my movie, Wolverine is teaming up with Shuri to stop the Joker, who has taken on Killmonger's plot to use all the technology of Wakanda against the rest of the world. So Shuri is going to make a whole bunch of gadgets for Wolverine. Wolverine will probably ask Shuri to make them out of adamantium, which of course is what Wolverine's claws are made out of. Shuri will want to stick with the vibranium, which of course is the great resource of Wakanda's power. During this course of invention, Shuri probably makes some sort of thing that makes Wolverine extra stretchy. So not only does he have the adamantium claws, but he's also got the Elastigirl's stretchiness, which he uses to great effect in this movie to take down the Joker. Uh, Wolverine and the Joker have a fight, probably in the vicinity of Stan Lee, only to find out at the end, the Joker actually created Wolverine, and the Wolverine actually created the Joker. That is the big twist we find out at the end of Wolverine, Inferno of Death. And to those listening, now that you've heard our three movies, please go to Twitter and follow JHS Creative Com. Vote, please, for the winner of the best superhero movie between Chris Ozzy and myself. Tell us on Twitter who is the best movie maker of the three of us. Before we go, I just want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify and also find our Creative Communications YouTube channel. I'm really excited to announce that in the weeks and days ahead, we are going to have a series of promos coming out for the student-created projects. 
the podcast and the YouTube videos that the students of JHS are creating themselves. So there's a lot to come from Jordan High School's juniors and seniors. Draft Picks has been a production of Creative Communications from Jordan High School in Jordan, Minnesota. Chris, thank you very much. Thank you. Ozzy, thank you very much. Thank you. And gentlemen, with Halloween around the corner, what is the best Halloween candy to give or to receive? Chris Olson. I probably would say dots. Dots. Any Tootsie Roll is kind of a worthless. No, no, no Tootsie Rolls. Everyone gives Tootsie Rolls. And Mr. Sand. Peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's a classic. All right.